0: This is a message that was recorded at Word of Life, a London City Church in Lewisham, London. May God bless you as you listen. To look like entertainment where we just sit down and watch them. I want us to be part of them. Part of it. Amen. How many of you believe that even when they are ministering, they're actually worshiping and you're meant to be part of it? Do you, do you understand? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is such, I don't know how to explain it, in the atmosphere. And you've got to tap into it. You've got to tap into it. Sometimes we go to meetings. Please, can you? Sometimes we go into meetings and God is moving and we don't tap into it. Because what we do sometimes, we turn most of these things into entertainment. God does not want to be entertained. He wants to be worshipped. Are you getting me? The church we have to go away from that place of when we come into a service for it to be about those on this platform. It's always about God. And that's where your miracle in John 14 verse 12 Jesus says these to his to his disciples he says most assuredly I say to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also and greater works than these will he do because I go to my father and whatsoever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified in the Son. if you ask anything in my name i will do it these words are true are you getting me these words are true the word of god is true praise the lord in isaiah 40 verse 8 says the grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of our God stands forever oh do I have people who are excited about the Word of God that is my excitement that God's Word stands forever amen we have got to believe this word that this word is true Praise the Lord. I stand here today a living witness to the fact that God's word is true. In Matthew 24, 35, he says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Hallelujah. These are the words of Jesus so why then are we struggling to experience miracles signs and wonders i know many of you will say to me have experienced miracles yeah i have experienced miracles i can tell you miracles signs and wonders one after the other is it financial breakthrough yes but i'm talking about Jesus saying that the same works that I did, you will do also. Hallelujah. Are you, you want to say to me, I prayed for someone who had headache and they got healed. Paracetamol does that also. <laughs> are you, seriously, are you getting me? I'm talking about miracles, signs and wonders, because when you talk about miracles and you talk about signs and wonders, it is what will make ears tingle. It's what will make scientists say, wait a minute, we didn't believe that can happen. Amen. If someone can say, oh, I know this, I know that could have happened, then there's a challenge. I'm talking about things where people look at you and they say how did that happen people of God as believers we should not struggle when it comes to signs and wonders we must not struggle when we step into a place for people to say we want to know your Jesus Jesus I'm challenging us today because we talk about miracles, signs, and wonders. We've chipped it. But there is power in the name of Jesus, the name which is above all names. In Mark 16. 17 to 18 jesus says to his disciples and these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up satins, and if they drink any deadly thing it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover so what happened to the laying on of hands on the sick. What happened to casting out of demons? What happened to all all of that? Have we been confined to just speaking in tongues? Has the church been confined to just speaking in tongues? We jump up and get excited about speaking in tongues. There's nothing wrong with speaking in tongues. But what Jesus said to us was that signs And wonders will follow. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, in my name, in my name. And that's why we go back to John 14. He says, most assuredly I say to you, those who believe in me, the same works that I did, they will do also because I go to my father. Do you know what that means? He says there is a vacuum. I've left a vacuum. You believers on earth, you're the one to feel that vacuum. You're the one to keep bringing glory to the Father. You're the one that people will see and they will say we see Jesus. We cannot talk about the kingdom of God and not experience it. How many of you know that? Jesus says, if I cast out demons with the finger of God, then it means the kingdom of God has come upon you. So when we do, when we walk in miracles, signs and wonders, we're saying the kingdom of God has come into a community. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus. Am I challenging someone today? Am I challenging the church today? Acts 5, 12 to 16. This is the gospel telling us in verse 12. It says, and through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Amen. Signs and wonders were done. Acts 19 verse 11 he says and now God walked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and evil spirits went out of them. Now let me ask you a question people of God. Let me quickly go back to John 14 14, verse 12. John 14 verse 12 says, Most assuredly I say to you, those who believe, the same work I did, they will do also. Even greater works. Am I right? Now, did Jesus send apron or handkerchief to people for them to be healed? This apostle did that. Amen. When you go back to Acts 5, It actually tells us that Peter's shadow, that he used to bring out people, lay them out for his shadow. Did Jesus do that? But Jesus says, greater works than this. Greater works, greater works. Church, we've been called to greater works. I am tired of us just talking. I am tired of preaching without seeing any power. And it is time for us to run away from such and run towards the one through whom miracle signs and wonders are done. Do you know why a lot of people get upset and leave the church? Because they're not seeing signs. They're not seeing wonders you know why because they focused on the man who stands here rather on the giver i want to read something to you i read sometimes the books i try to read i don't read book of modern preachers it's full of motivation i want books that will challenge my work with god I want to encourage you. I can mention books. A.W. Toza, Oswald Chambers, okay? Um, something, Knee. Watch my knee. Thank you who said that. <laughs> Watch my knee. And these are books that will really challenge you. But I want us to read what A.W. Toza. I beg of you, you will give me time today. I really want to speak to you. Please. Miracles, signs and wonders don't just happen because we will it to. It only happens based on relationship. Do you know one of the biggest mistakes we've made As leaders. We've led people to Christ. And gotten them to depend on us. When what we needed to do. Was they come to Christ. And we keep pushing them. To search for Christ. Am I making sense? Listen to what. What aw tozer says he says the scientist has lost god amid the wonders of his world what does he mean in short scientists have gotten so fascinated by the beauty of god's world now what they're doing now they're spending time researching wanting to find out this beauty so they focus is on the beauty of God's wonders and not on God. We Christians are in real danger of losing God amid the wonders of his word. You know what that means? It means that we look at God's word. We look for the Greek meaning. We look for the Hebrew meaning. We look for all the meanings and we sit down and we talk. We go to seminaries. We go to, 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 um, what do you call it? Schools of theology. We try to to, to, to break God's word down. And we say uh, the word agape actually means this and that. But people are not experiencing agape. Because the focus... Is not on God but in the understanding and the interpretation of the word love and I can confidently say to you here that the word love God's kind of love has been overrated because we do not have an understanding of God's love please I hope I'm making sense and I'm not leaving you behind. Many of us chase after those eloquent speakers. And we say things like, Oh, you should listen to so and so. What an amazing preacher. You know, Paul actually tells us in the book of Romans, he says that we have left the worship of the creator and worship what? The creation and this is where I believe God is wanting to take us away from so that we can now focus on God to know him hallelujah to know him amen Oh, I wish we all can come to that place of the knowledge of the Most High God. What we have lost in all this is a relationship with the Most High God. We have lost relationship with the Most High God. We call ourselves Christians. We call ourselves believers. But we are not connected with him. This might sound like uh, I'm I'm, I'm sharing a message of, uh, uh, how do you call it? Telling people of, no, I am not. I am just saying it is time for the church to arise. Amen. It is time for the church to arise. A.W. Tozer says this. He says, it is inherent in personality To be able to know other personalities, but full knowledge of one personality by another cannot be achieved in one encounter. Because we have asked someone to lift up their hands and say, Come into my life, Lord Jesus. And then we've said to them, I am now born again. (laughs) It's just the beginning. Is just the beginning. What we now need to do is begin to help people to pursue after God. There's no more pursuit of God. There's no more pursuit of God. Do you know there are three words in the Bible that's so difficult to describe? but we've tried to describe them. First one, holiness. How do you describe a holy God? How do you describe him? The second one is the word glory. How do you describe God's glory? How do you describe the splendor of the creator of the universe? And the third word is love. You can never understand God's love until you are connected. And that's why the title of my message is Grow in Knowledge. The church must grow in knowledge. Sometimes I share things with you, but they're not things that I have picked up from books. But there are things that as I have just in my own little innocent way, I'm just chatting with the almighty and I'm saying, Holy Spirit, I don't understand this. And sometimes God has brought people my way who have challenged me. I began this journey of going through to know God more and more when someone asked me a question and that person was a member of this church, a few years ago said to me pastor do you go to other ministry and you see what they do and you introduce it in the church and that took me aback Bang. and I began to go back to my early days as Christian when I became born again that all I chased after all I looked for all I wanted was Jesus And I believe some of you, that's how you started. But along the way, we began to listen to some eloquent preachers who gradually took us away. And we began to look up to them, but not unto Jesus the scripture says looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith you want to see miracles you want to see signs and wonders let your focus come away from men of god i'm not saying don't listen to their messages but i'm saying to you let god be the one you're chasing after because that's where intimacy is found. God wants intimacy with us. God wants us to know him. God wants us to come to a place of usual or unusual embrace. Amen. Oh praise Jesus. You know God's love Sometimes we scream and we question God at every trial. At every pain, at every disaster, at every challenge, we cry, why me, God? And the song of Andre Crouch always blesses me. He says, if I do not have a problem, how will I know God can solve them? Through it all, I have learned to trust in Jesus. I have learned to trust in God. I have learned to depend upon his word through it all. You can never understand God's love if you're not connected. You can never understand how deep his love is if you're not in intimate relationship with him. This is not about coming to church. This is about relationship. For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave, he gave. What kind of love is that? That will kill his own son so that sinners will be reconciled to him. That's why we can never explain God's kind of love. We've cheapened God's love so much. Jesus loves me know. for the bible tells me so what's the other one little we want to remain little all the time but what he wants is for us to mature what he wants is for us to grow I know growing up is always chasing after him. Saying, I want to know you. I want to know you. And I tell you something, the more you run and chase after God, the more you see his beauty. The more you see him and you're going, wow, wow, wow. But it never happens. I did not want to say this. I try to avoid it. On Monday night. As I knelt down. And I'm saying. God. I love you. I love you. I said Lord. I must see a miracle. I want a miracle. I want signs and wonders. Breakthrough. For us in this church. Sunday. We've been here dancing. Thanking God. I came in my 1,500, my parachute. And I was enjoying it. Little did I know. That we were going to be homeless. Are you getting me? Does that mean that God loves me less? But what it shows me. Is that I'm serving a God. Who is powerful. A God of miracles. A God of signs and wonders. A God that makes even the firemen say, There is someone watching over you. This is what I want you to understand, people of God. I cannot question God. But you know what? was preaching somewhere yesterday (laughs) and after the preaching they asked the young men to ask me questions and one of them said to me what is your greatest lesson what have you learned and i said constantly say God humble me. Humble me. Do you want to see signs and miracles? Are you really ready for it? Because we're not talking about okay we prayed for someone they got healed. I've gone past that. I've seen people healed. I've seen people who have had issues with their eyes for years I've seen them healed. And all I've done is I've just said, do you believe that Jesus can heal you? And they said, yes. I said, okay, Lord, in the name of Jesus, heal them. And then I left the place. Oh God, I hope you do it. (laughs) And he comes back the following day. His eyes are fine. And he says to me, my eyes have never been this good for 10 years. I have seen people who've fallen and their shoulder is broken and they're going for surgery and they've told me and I've said you know Jesus can heal you and I've said Lord heal her in Jesus name and they've been healed so I have seen miracle is it miracle of money is it miracle of a car I have seen it but I'm saying to you that the miracle that God wants to do through the church is a lot more than that. We are drawn to those things because they fascinate us. But what God wants to do is the same thing that Jesus did. He's the same thing that he do, did through Peter. Where Peter came to that temple and the man who has been there 40 years was there begging and, he, and Peter said to look at me. And he says, "Silver." And gold, I don't have. But in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he rose up and walk. And 5,000 people gave their life to Christ. That's the kind of miracle I'm talking about. That's the kind of sign and wonder I'm talking about. But it comes, it is birth out of intimacy. It is birth out of you giving up everything. Does that mean I'm saying you don't go to work? I go to work. I enjoy my work until next year. (laughs) I go to work, but you see that what the Lord said to me in 1994 is what I'm still struggling to get to do. He says, "Son, if you want to see my glory, if you want to see my power, there are three things you've got to do. Number one, you've got to be disciplined." number two you've got to be consistent number three it is a life of sacrifice and that's what we that's the challenge we have as christians we don't have those three and that's what god is demanding because it's discipline to spend time in his presence it's discipline to get up And pray in the morning. It is discipline to read through your Bible. It is discipline to worship him. It is discipline. And it has to be consistent. Not I do it today, tomorrow I don't. I do it today, tomorrow I don't. And it requires sacrifice. Because it's always at the odd times. Sometimes I can't pray when there are people moving around. So I sometimes have to wait until everyone in my house has gone to sleep. So it means probably 12 midnight. But God is saying, it's got to be consistent. People of God, do you want to see miracles? Do you want to see signs and wonders? Do you want to be able to hear God clearly speaking to you? There are things that have to go. Listen, so let me tell you the truth. I don't think many of you are ready for it. And that's why only few people see those miracles, signs and wonders. You have to empty yourself. Empty yourself. There's so much in us. And God is saying, there's no room. There's no room. I want to use you. I want to do miracles for you. But you're so busy. A lot of things are taking your time. Your children have become idols. Your house has become an idol. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Sometimes I laugh. I laugh because sometimes you go through things. And you know. (laughs) God still loves you. And you know. Have you ever been to that place where you're like, God, if this is love, please love me less. (laughs) But he's saying, you see, in all of this, I'm preparing you for something bigger. God never gives us tests that he does not know that we can go through. No, no, no. Because when you look at the disciples, when you read Acts 19, it it says, and God walked miracles through. So it wasn't Paul. It wasn't Peter. It was God. But we are the vessels. We are the conduits. But if the conduit is blocked up nothing flows if a pipe is blocked nothing flows and this morning i believe god is saying do you want to see miracles then there's got to be an unblocking there's got to be the removing of those things that are standing in the way of what i want to do hallelujah hallelujah god wants you to know him you know when he says we're more than conquerors You know what it means? is To conquer is to be victorious. More than a conqueror means we are not only victorious, but we are overwhelmingly victorious. And you can only be overwhelmingly victorious when you can boldly say, like it says in Psalm 91 verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress. When God becomes your fortress, amen, when God becomes your hiding place, when God becomes a place where you can dance, sing, and rejoice, it's not just saying, uh, uh, um, what's that song again? Goodbye to my fears and my sorrow. So long, bye bye. He's a lot deeper than that. Those are just songs. You get what I'm saying? You want to sing it and truly know that God has done Am I challenging anybody here today? How much of God do you know? How much? The more I have listened to many preachers, the more I struggle to understand why in today's Christianity we speak so many big words. We profess so much of God's word, but we seem to have little effect in our communities. And I got to realize that. There's little relationship between us and God. We're born again. We come to church. God loves us. Seriously. But if you listen to the Apostle Paul, what he was telling us is that there is a need to grow in the knowledge of God. How do you know that God wants you to start a food bank? know that God wants you to leave your job how do you know that God wants you to be a blessing to someone how do you know it's in a place of intimacy you all know the story of Philip when the angel said to him go run alongside the chariot because God wanted him to speak. And there are many of you here. God wants you to speak to people. I tell you what the number one thing is. We don't hear him. Or even if we hear him, we do not know that he's the one. And even if we hear and know that he's the one, we're afraid. <laughs> so there are so many things. So today you need to take a spiritual shovel and dig out pride, arrogance, disobedience, anger, unforgiveness. It needs to be taken out. Lord empty me. (laughs) That I can hear you. And so you know what Paul says in the book of Philippians. Paul says this but what things were gained to me these have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of what? Of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Hallelujah. And be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him. It's all about him. It's all about knowing him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. God is always, in a way, it looks as though God is always hiding Himself. Sometimes it looks as though God plays hide and seek with you. I get to point sometimes and I say, Lord, are you there? (laughs) You understand? But constantly, because He wants you, let me tell you why God does that. Let me give you a picture. I love my wife we've been married now 32 years and i go back to those days when i used to chase after her <laughs> you know it's like when you say hey can i speak to you i'm busy um, can i take you out to lunch no i can't go out to lunch then you look for all ways that you then finally one day she says yes and then you're like, oh yes yes you're excited can you imagine what God is doing with us if you truly love him just like I chased after my wife because I loved her and one day she took off the veil and I was able to see her face what I'm saying to us is that do you really love Let's not just sing it. (laughs) We sing, I love you so much, God. But scripture says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You must love your Lord your God with what? All your heart. All your mind. And what strength Okay, so with the same passion, I chased after my wife and finally found her. Let's pray for God to give us that same passion to chase after him. Because the more you chase after him, you begin to get to see him. How big he is. How good he is. How wonderful he is. How glorious he is. Then the splendor begins to make sense. Then the holiness of God begins to make sense. Then the love of God begins to make sense. How can you say, Job, look at Job. He's a man that that you can trust. But you allow the devil to buffet him. It's still called love. (laughs) How can you? said to to, to Paul, who says, I've left everything to follow you. And he goes, Lord, I'm being buffeted here. Lord, help me. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. Or how do you explain, David, that God says, he's a man after my own heart. And allows Saul to terrorize him. For 15 years, he still called out. Or Joseph, he gets thrown into repeat. He goes through all that for 15 years, 17 years. But God still loves him. I think what we need to realize is that it's always the end result. In acting we normally say you're just as good as your last performance which means don't rest on what you did today. Tomorrow is another day. Amen. Are you blessed? Are you challenged? Where is the shovel? (laughs) If you don't mind I'll ask you to please stand on your feet. I was sharing with I think some people yesterday and I say Look, people of God, don't get me wrong. Grace is a powerful word. Amen. The grace of God. Paul finished most of his writing by saying, May the grace of the Lord God Almighty be with you. But I tell you something. You can never understand God's grace if you don't understand his love. Because when you understand his love, you'll understand that his grace is there to see you. And when you understand his grace, you will understand his mercy. I want you to begin to speak to the Lord. Just say to him, Lord, remove from me. Remove from me. Please, this is a place to cry out. Sometimes there's so many superficial crying out to God. you want this one to be real i believe god's presence is in this place to help you it's not for me but if you're happy and you're okay with where you are in your walk with god there's no problem but for me someone asked me and said what's the deepest prayer that they should pray for me i say ask for me and my household we want to serve the lord dig deep dig deep you might be waiting for a door to be open and it's not open yet that's not a problem you might be waiting to see to see things happen in your life you might be waiting to see your daughter healed you might be waiting to see things to see things change but it's not changing it's not a problem as long as you are digging 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 and saying God where you are I must get there where you are I must get there they're called God Jesus. chase after God this afternoon why are you cast down oh my soul put your trust in God David says in Psalm 42 he says as the deer pants for the water so doth my heart pant after you he says, Why should they ask me, where is my God? Pressing people of God. Pressing, 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 pressing this morning. Say, God, I want to know you. I want to lay hold of you. I want you more than ever before. Oh. I don't just want to go to church. I don't just want to be in a fellowship. I want to know you. If there are things in your life right now, addictions, if there are things in your life that has been a blockage to the knowledge of God, say today, I bring it to the cross that I may know you. That I may know you. That I may know you. If there are lies, if there is hypocrisy, say to him, Lord, I bring it before you. Jesus. Jesus. Holy Spirit of the living God, please come and move in this place. Move in this place. Stare our hearts, oh God. Stare us up, oh God. Stare us, oh God. Stare us, oh God. God. Stare us, oh God. Take us past the gates of praise. May we not just be those ones who just come to the place where we just praise you. But we have no relationship. Father God, we're praying for intimacy this afternoon. Intimacy this afternoon. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I don't know if you're here and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're just a church goer. I want to say to you today, you, you have the opportunity to come to that place and say, Jesus, I want to know you. Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Is there anyone here like that? Lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Anyone? Jesus, or anyone watching online, Thank you, Jesus. The month of December, we're going to pray. We'll be praying to see God's kingdom come. We have our early morning prayer, but I'm also adding the evening prayer to it. From 8.30 to 9.30, we're going to pray for an hour for the 14 days. The only day we will not pray on Zoom will be Wednesday and Sundays when we're here. But I want us to press in today and say, Lord, that I may know you. 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 We have to grow in knowledge of God. What we knew yesterday is not enough. There's got to be a pressing in. There's got to be a pressing in. There's got to be a pressing in. Jesus. Father God, we just thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen, Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Get before you hear me comes out to do the offering, can I just quickly make an announcement? I don't think the person will want me to do it. Shelly is preaching next Sunday, <laughs> but I have to, I have to let you know so that it doesn't take you as a surprise. Next Sunday, she'll be the one preaching. Amen. If you have been blessed by this message, please don't hesitate to contact us at www.wordoflife-lcc.org. And remember, God loves you.